Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 216-578-0092. 216-578-0092. Bengals. Sunday, what do you expect from Deshaun Watson? If he plays the way he did against the Texans, is there any Texans? Is there any way the Browns can win? Well, I mean, the defense has showed up the last two weeks. Special teams are starting to percolate. Uh, there's a lot of good things going on here. Donovan Peoples Jones is starting to really step up. I mean, he's had a good season so far, but you know, you look back at the last couple of games too. He's been a guy that's been able to help on multi-levels considering just offense and not just offense now, but with special teams last week with that touchdown, it's refreshing. It's, um, it's exciting. And it's a reason to, you know, get on board for the future and feel good about this thing moving forward. I'm just wondering if Deshaun Watson was able to just kind of work out some of the bugs again this week in practice, uh, understand that, that feeling that, Hey, this is what it's like to get hit in the NFL again. Um, <clears throat> and be able to work on some of his mechanics this week. Uh, Dan is in for Jeff today. You tell me, 216-578-0092. Will Deshaun Watson look like a different quarterback this Sunday? What do you think, Dan? He has to. I mean, that's <laughs> – I hate to say it this way. He has to. This has to look better than what it did against the Texans or else no matter how good your defense plays and no matter how we can sit back and say that Joe Woods has Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow's number, no matter how we can say that, if you can't score points on the offensive end, I'm sorry, you're done. And Browns fans know this better than anybody else. You can't walk in guaranteeing kick returns and punt returns for touchdowns every single game. You just can't. Your offense has to score points. And if your quarterback is going to be grounding footballs and is going to be missing wide receivers and is going to look as rusty as he did, no. He has to look better. I I think last week, Last week is the ultimate Tommy Boy D plus I passed moment of the week of the year. Like that's what that performance reminded me of. It's like okay, you got a D plus. Your team still won. You yeah, still but passed. he passed because he was able to look at other kids' papers. Right, while he was taking the test. Exactly as I yeah. said, it, it was the Tommy Boy, and that's what it has to be better because there is a reason why 
that Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase is as good as it is. And right now, we didn't see anything close to that coming from Deshaun Watson to any wide receiver. Now, granted, it's one game. The guys that I also compared it to played together in college on top of that and were really, really successful. And they've been really successful since they found it in the NFL as well. So there's a lot more time there. But it has to look better. He has to hit these receivers in stride. And they've got to push the ball down the field and do something to keep the Bengals from just stuffing the box. Because if he's going to look the way that he did, the Bengals are just going to stuff the box, dare you to throw, and you're not going to be able to do it because your quarterback's grounded footballs. So, yes, he has to look better or else this gets ugly in a hurry. I just I'm looking forward to this week's game because I do think that it, last week to me was a preseason game for Deshaun Watson, and I agree with you. And I got a feeling this week might look like another preseason game for Deshaun Watson. Well, if he does, they lose. Yeah, they, if he does, they lose. And and by the way, like and, and I will scream this from the mountaintops because I have I have said it from the beginning, and it's exactly what I believe. This season is all about getting Deshaun Watson on the same page with Kevin Stefanski. Getting the guy who had the top ten, one of a top ten offense, going into this game on the same page as Kevin, as the quarterback who was a top five quarterback in the league before his off the field issues took place and he demanded a trade. That's what this season is about. So even if it does look like a preseason game, and it does look kind of sloppy, as long as it's better than where it was before, in the grand scheme of this, I feel fine. It's if you're looking at it for this season and making the playoffs this season, it has to look better or else you're out the door. I mean, it does feel weird that you can't I mean, we went through this with, you know, 0 and 16 and 1 and 15 that you're playing for the future. And I like I don't want to be in that spot. I think this team has enough talent to not be in that spot that they should still be like okay, until they knock on the door. Was it uh, who's saying um was it Bernie maybe last week on the pregame show just talking about how Marty would come in and say, hey, until they knock on that door and tell you you're out of the playoffs, you better believe every play counts, every play matters, and you better keep going. You better keep playing hard. Yeah, the players and the coaches should believe that, but the front office, who has a little bit more of a big-picture view, might be thinking differently. Well, but there's still – like I think as a head coach and you're Kevin Stefanski, you're like, okay, we got to – I I think it's difficult to – pump the brakes on, on not seeing what you want to see on the on any given play. Like, you know failure is going to happen on plays, right? That We know that's coming. Any There's no coach in the world that can't look at a game and go, okay, I know every play is not going to work. Um, but, I, again, the other thing is, is you want to live to see another game. And, man, they get a lot closer if they can win this week. This game yes. is so big. I mean, they're all massive. big down the stretch. I, I know that. But this week just seems a little bit bigger than life. And it's against the team that you have had the number of, that Kevin Stefanski and Joe Woods have had their number against for, what, since 2019 or something like that? It's been that way since Kevin Stefanski stepped in the door? Five straight? Yeah. I mean, I mean it's they have beaten up on the Cincinnati Bengals. They have, they have done a great job at confusing Joe Burrow. They have done a great job of punishing the Bengals for stuff in the box against Nick Chubb and putting guys one-on-one. And they've done a great job being able to take down a Bengals team that saw the Super Bowl last year and, oh, by the way, beat the Chiefs last, uh, last week. So, yeah, they clearly have the there's something there. there's no, I mean, they, for some reason, they have the Chiefs number. I still think there were – I still think the Chiefs – I still feel like the Chiefs should have won that game last week. Like, they could have, they should have, but they just didn't at the end because I thought Cincinnati executed a, a, a well-played last drive, enough to stretch it out so that they didn't have to watch Kansas City try to come back down the field and get the win. 
I, I, I just I keep thinking back to that. Let's go to Dave. <laughs> Dave is in Strongsville. Hey, Dave, how are you? If fifths were fifths, we'd all be drunk. Hello, guys. That's true. What's Good up, morning. man? Uh, morning. Just, uh, you know, I've been watching the, the Browns since the early 70s, guys. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it's really tough for me to kind of – this season has been particularly difficult, guys, because it seems like we're we're just all being kind of – you know, flavored with these smokes and mirrors about top 10 offense and that. And meanwhile, the elephant's in the room, okay? We're, we're just not getting it done as, 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 a, as a collective um, organization, okay? Rather than face that and really take legitimate uh, strides, is, I think we really defer any real improvement because we're constantly into this nerd math uh, mode where we're picking out great little mini stories about statistics and so on. In the meantime, uh, we're not, you know, we're watching Pittsburgh do their thing. We're watching even New England with really very little talent compete. I mean, it's, it's, it, it shows you that there's more that we need in the tank than what we have. But the arrogance of, of this organization doesn't really allow for that migration and that development. So I'm afraid we're going to be in this hopeless maze of trying to figure it out. Dave, it kind and of feels, let me go back to your, your, your tank here. Okay. Like I, I feel like we're not, we're not, we're never running with a full tank or a backup tank or every, like we don't have gas in every engine. You know what I'm saying? That if, if for some reason the offense does look good one week, then special teams is going to let you down or defense is going to let you down that we don't have a complete, three-sided football team every week it's not that they can't do it it's just that they just haven't been able to put that together now they did against Cincinnati last time and I think that's where the hope comes from that you were able to see that that you know all sides of the ball did what they needed to do to come off with I think the biggest one of the year was Cincinnati on Monday night absolutely and so did Cincinnati they must have thought the same because they haven't turned back from that game knowing that that was their last loss yeah they haven't it it completely kicked in, and all of a sudden they have realized where their strengths are of this team. I mean, it, it turned into okay, get Burrow out of the shotgun. Oh, and by the way, having Jamar Chase back helps too. I mean, yeah, I think that was a one huge of the better wide deal. Receivers in football I, helps. <laughs> I think it was huge that he didn't play in that game. It was mo- it was massive, and so it'll be the real test of the ability of this defense to figure it out. Also, can we stop? It, it just makes my head hurt how people will constantly scream at analytics and all of that kind of stuff. You realize the New England Patriots led the way with analytics. You realize the Browns started analytics, right? Like we're one of the followers yeah. of analytics. I get and, it. And by the way, but like the question is, it's more of the are you coaching? Are, are you coaching because you're watching the game and you're seeing what's working and what's not working, or are you relying on a a play that has been predetermined? For the situation. I think that's what it is. It's not so much analytics. It's saying, okay, well, there's seven minutes to go in this game. We're down 13, and our defense uh, in this position, you know, 96% of the time says we should punt. I'm just mythically making something up. No, of course. And and I think that's what it is. I think that when people get mad at analytics, it feels like, you're not like you're the emperor with no clothes because people are telling you you look good or those clothes look great, but you're not really wearing any. Does that make sense? Like, I, I just, I it, think that when people is, get mad at analytics, it's because they, they think that whoever the coach is at the time 
or the organization that's that's striving to run a play, run a play, run a play, isn't really looking at what's going on. They're focused on what the numbers are saying rather than having a true feel for the game. We now, the have... numbers may be right all the time, but I think that when people say this, they just feel like there's an ebb and flow to a game and that there are there's no analytics to an, uh, ebb and flow. There's no mathematics to that. We have this fascination with... Bill Parcells and Vince Lombardi and, you know, and especially Vince Lombardi, you know, going, we're going to run sweep right until they figure out how to stop it. And then damn it, we'll run sweep left. You know, and, and just that whole philosophy of like that stuff. And it's just not the case. I mean, that's, that's not it at all because why would you go away from sweep right? Because they stopped it once. Oh yeah. Because something in my head. Oh yeah. A number says that they would go, Oh yeah, that's right. Like why is your gut telling you to punt anyway? Well, it's because in the past punting worked in that situation. That's analytics. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. It just is using so previous me, let, let stated me. data to come to a conclusion is analytics. Even if it's your gut telling you to do it, your guts telling you because you succeeded previously. Okay, so That's I it. also think That's that there's a marriage between analytics and Moneyball, whether no matter what the sport is, especially because Paul DePodest is here. And I do think that, but uh, again, I think the greatest it drives fake me out, bizarre, hey, let me Andy, sh- and I know I need to get over. No, it. No, I know it's okay, but the the greatest fake out there is like the whole Scott Hatterberg thing that was in, um, that was in Moneyball. That was like, oh, we'll move Scott Hatterberg over to first base and we'll make him do this. And we'll hit him there because the percentages say that, but no one ever says they had. Mulder, Hudson, and Zito. Like, you never hear about that. You always hear about the little tweaks and this and that and how they picked up guys to do this, and they didn't want to listen to the old school guys. In the same way that we say with the Browns, that the defense and the special team saved them in, in Houston, the offense needs to do something in the same way with Moneyball. Same thing. But, same no, thing. One, but no, one, no one ever talks about Mulder, Hudson, and Zito. I leave it with that. All right, what do you have? What are your expectations for Deshaun this week? What do you expect for him to do in game number two? 216-578-0092 or on Twitter at CLE Talking Heads. Basket of Phelps, 92.3 The Fan. Dan Madigan is in today for Jeff. Brown's getting set to take on the Bengals on Sunday. I Just a quick side topic here. Have you walked down the hallway down here yet late, lately? I mean, I came in this morning. I haven't walked back that way yet. There, somebody must have made a cake or something because the entire, like, all the outside smells like frosting or like really, like, you know what I'm saying? You know how frosting smells good, like vanilla frosting, something like that? You with me on this? Mm-hmm. I don't, or maybe somebody sprayed vanilla in the hallway. I don't know. It and smells like, like fresh baked cookies. Is, yeah, that's what it smells like. Yeah. Delicious. It, were there? No. Oh, okay. I, I would have found them. Man. <laughs> I've, I know my track record. I would have found them. <laughs> it's just interesting. I think about when we were trying to we were trying to sell a condo about 10 years ago, and my wife's like, hang on, I got to do this before we leave. And I was like, what are you doing? And the real estate person said bake cookies right before you leave and so your house smells like and then leave the cookies out obviously if somebody comes in so not a bad idea warm vanilla candles man listen to this see some of those smells man i'll just turn my stomach oh you're not a fan of that no i i'm i'm not i i'm the weirdo and and, and the lady friend makes fun of me constantly for it i love the smell of like cotton clean laundry like that kind of stuff a little bit maybe a little bit of lavender but nothing that like i can't stand strong smells like I, you know, I, the, these Clorox wipes make me do they really all the time. See, yeah, I'm okay with those. they're I, they're just they're really really strong. So I gotta like lightly go over the work area, which everyone has to do, which I, I think a lot or a lot of people are doing now <clears throat> with their workplaces since the pandemic. And then you sit around somebody by me who's clearing their throat 24 hours a day. You're like, oh, I don't want to sit where Baskin was, or I'm sure I'm gonna get the email or the text from the this one knucklehead that just he's like. 
take a day off. You're always sick, blah, blah, blah. Okay, thanks, man. Do you really, this is what your life is about, that you have nothing better to do? You're like, I'm going to text or email If anything, him him you know. should send him an email thanking you for making sure that he's using the clearest diction by clearing his throat. Oh, well, thank you. You I should thank him. That. Hey, now that Deshaun Watson has returned, uh, you need Daryl Ryder, and I guess I can help all out uh, as well, too. Get fresh episodes of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland every Tuesday and Thursday morning and every game after the game at 923thefan.com or through the Odyssey app. It's Always Game Day in Cleveland, brought to you locally by my good friends at Smiley One, heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort, our family's choice as well. All right, so we were talking what, what, about what? it. Thank you. Uh, we were talking about it before we went to the break. We were, you know, a little bit of analytics-driven I went offense. I got grumpy. I apologize. You don't I, have to I apologize. apologize. Between analytics and then the bigger question is, what do you expect from Deshaun this weekend? I expect him to be better than he was last week. I still think there are growing pains. I still think there's going to be rust. I still think we are not going to see the real Deshaun Watson. If we're lucky, we might get to see some of that towards the end of the season this year. But I'm not going to put the same expectations on a guy uh, who's been playing for 11 or 12 straight weeks now uh, against the guy who hasn't played in two years. I just I can't do it. I can't. Like when I see Deshaun run or do something a little bit different, I kind of that piques my interest, like what we saw last week against Houston. And I know he only he ran seven times for twenty one yards, but I just think it makes the offense look a little different. There were flashes in between there of what he was able to do with the Texans that succeeded. You you saw it a little bit with the mobility, couple of throws. There were there were a couple of good throws in there too. As much as we all continue to point at him grounding balls, there were a couple of nice throws in there as well. He hit Amari Cooper on a really nice over route and. I think he hit Donovan Peoples-Jones on a really nice route as well. And so I think as long as you continue to build on those and maybe see less of balls being thrown into the ground because of mechanical issues, you're going to feel better after this game no matter what. I, I just caution Browns fans, play the long game. I know that's what nobody wants to hear because uh, we everybody hear wants they to still make are, the playoffs. I, I, play the long game. Don't play you, the long game. Don't you think that fans want to hear we still have a chance to make the playoffs yes, this year? Yes, of course. And you do still have a chance to make the playoffs. It's okay. just – I think it's a tempering expectations thing more than anything else to make sure that, like, if it does go south and if this Bengals team comes in and, and is able to get a win, it's not just the sky is falling, firing everyone. Uh, let's go to Kevin in Cuyahoga Falls. Hi, Kevin. What's happening, Kevin? Hey, hey fellas. How are you doing today? Good. How well, are you? Fantastic. Beautiful day here in Northeast Ohio. Is it? So, I, uh, it was cloudy when I came in. Oh, no, man. It's sunny as all. Is it? Oh, I got to get outside, man. Beautiful, Andy. Beautiful. I, I, Ten. Ten degrees more, I'd be on the golf course, man. Uh, I'm gonna go. Look, can we do the show outside? Can we go outside? Remember when <laughs> you were a kid in school? The winds a little exactly. chilly. Ah, oh, that's true. Winds a little chilly. Hey, listen, I, about the analytics. I think you're making a great point, Andy. Look, I'm all about. I know how to do standard deviation and independent dependent variables and calculate beta and all that stuff. That's great, you know. And those of us that know that live deeply in it. And it's fantastic, and it certainly can be a helpful tool that leads you to, you know, make better decisions, right? Correct. But there can be a time when you and I like your emperor wears clothes, but Andy, let me interject. Let's not let the tail wag the dog. I think that's what I'd like to say. Okay. And didn't Pete Carroll teach us that when you got a guy called beast mode and you're inside the five yard line, literally just hand it to him? Because sometimes football is my big guys against your big guys. And you lifted the weights and ate the stakes all year long. Now do your job and push the other guy two yards forward. Touchdown, we win. So it drives me crazy. Every time we're inside the tent and I don't see us handing it to Chubb, I'm like, no, wrong. Just give it to him. So 
forget the analytics. There's times you need to push it aside and say, let's just make a football decision, which is give it to our best guy, which is Chubb, and let him run five yards against and we win the game. Kevin, good point. Uh, but the thing I is, agree. Kevin, I, I agree. But a good I mean, football decision should be. I, I do think there's some analytics yes. based to making that football decision. It, it's one of those that will. For, like I'll give you the perfect example of, and I don't know if this is analytics or if this just is a current trend of football. When you're on the one, two, three yard line and the quarterback's out of the shotgun, it's just one of those dumb things that does me in every single time because it's like, why are you? have the ball next to the goal line and you're going to move it back three yards or I should, I should say four yards to then try to get it forward. You know, it's, it's one of those things on top of it, like that one of those trends in football. And I don't know if that falls under what you guys are saying and that stuff, but it's one of those things that makes my head hurt all the time. When I see it, it's like, well, wait a minute, like why don't you just go under center and either sneak it in there or turn around and hand it to the running back with a head of steam instead of hiking it backwards to then go forwards. I don't, it's like the coaches that want to go for it on fourth down all the time. Okay. Right, and we start talking about that. I think there are more and more coaches. We used to talk about the one coach in what Texas that used to do it all the time. Then he ended up getting a college job. Yeah, he's, after that, he's with some religious school. I can't remember. It's like Methodist something or other. Okay, that I think he's with. But I, I do it's think that sometimes, and this is just major food for thought. Okay, and I'm not saying that I would live this way because I think we live under the constraints of saying down and distance on every play. Right, mm-hmm. we live with that. But what if you opened your mind and said, "Forget it. We've got four plays to get ten yards." And I don't care what the down and distance is. And you just and you don't care where you are on the field. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure that there's someone that wants to think that way, that they're like, no, because you know how there's you know, you know how sometimes teams will walk into it and go, well, they're going for it on third. I mean, they've got two downs, like if it's yeah, you know, if it's second down or it's uh later yeah, in the game or yeah. depending on where you are for field. They've position. got two downs to get, you know, to the twelve or get to the fifteen or whatever. Right. The the problem is is when you're in the other side of the field. And you you discard field position for your philosophy. That's when I start to wonder about stuff. Yeah, how important is field position? Yeah, I can see what you're talking about. Uh, again, I, this is I, just totally philosophical. Oh, football. and it is. It's it's very much a philosophical discussion on all of us. And and of course, you know, Kevin brought up the Pete Carroll thing of throwing the ball and Malcolm Butler picking it and that stuff. I, okay, was that analytics or was that a coach getting cute? Was that a coach's gut telling him that he or should throw that there? No, no one's expecting this. Right, exactly. How you can't blame analytics when a coach is then using his gut because that's your whole argument is that the coach is using his gut. So it's like, again, this is the double-edged sword of all of this stuff. I can tell you that every team in the league has some kind of analytics when it comes to two-point conversion plays, when it comes to going forward on fourth down, when it comes to all of those things. Every single team is using the data. Every single one. It is not just the Browns. JJ in Cleveland. Hey, JJ. What's happening, JJ? Hey, good afternoon, fellas. How y'all doing? Good, we're Thanks good. Well, man. Yeah. All right. So first off, I think we all just need to calm down. You know, it's the guy's first game back. You know, he in a hostile environment, which was not that hostile. But you know, I think he was just kind of rushing some throws, holding the ball a little too long. You know, causing him to throw the ball into the ground. I think the Browns just need to go out there, play the same game we play every time we play the Bengals. I think we had come out with a victory. And then I just – it's just something about the season, the way it's going. I feel like we've been here before. If I'm not mistaken, a few years ago we went to the playoffs. That same year, uh, Baltimore's QB got injured. He got injured again this year. Yep. We had to go up to Huntley at the end of the season. Like we – maybe we might have to do this year. 
And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Cincinnati, they, they still was kind of on the verge coming up, but we still took them down that year. Like we'll see. The, JJ, they're playing so, good football right now, really good. Yeah, Since they yeah, lost they to are, us, they've been but, playing pretty well. But, you know, the this is the time the Browns' defense come on. All year, they they did the same thing the last three years. The beginning of the year, we like fired Joe Woods. This guy got to go. And then next thing you know, that late, late, getting to late in the season, the defense start to pick up. That's all we need is, you know, go down there. Hear you, hear and you. I'm going to pull a quote out of a movie. Sweep the leg. Period. <laughs> Thank you, JJ. Good phone call. We'll talk to you later. Friend. I, I'll give a friend of the show for Sweep the Leg. We'll give it to you. has had. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.